Oh, my win. <laughs> that was so weird. Oh, my gosh. Hello, and welcome to the Stoneheart Show. Stoneheart Show. Stoneheart Show. Stoneheart Show. Say it three times in a row, and then your life will be better. <laughs> All right. So today, we are talking about... Jealousy. Wow, that was pretty impressive. I'm pretty impressive. What's your name? My name is Blatty. And I'm Hannah, and we're going to take you on a little story time journey today, <laughs> and also uh, give you some tools to help you move through jealousy, whether it's you, the one that's jealous, or your partner's jealous, we're going to help you um, move through that with a little bit more grace. Yeah, we're going to move a little bit, move some energy around. Yeah, move it, move it. Burger, burger. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. That's move my girlfriend, guys. <laughs> okay, so... Have you ever been jealous, Bloody? Me? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you asked me a couple of times. Um, not not the kind that that would like really ruin or or like bring some sort of really negative attention to a to our relationship. I have been more so felt left out in in a situation, but never really like felt fully jealous, like. Like, oh, my partner's doing something that they are, that is going to hurt me. Like, they're going to, they're doing something bad. I was pretty trusting of my partners, you know. I, I, I feel like that, fortunate, I guess, to have that, that mentality. And when I, when I was a little jealous, it really just entailed, like, not, um, yeah, just, just not, like not knowing something or being left out in the experience because like maybe they were doing something with like fun like fun people or friends that I wanted to be a part of so really it's like the more FOMO than anything mm-hmm. um but the the feeling of jealousy has never really been like the thing that that really stands there for me yeah. how, how about how about you oh my gosh so much <clears throat> so much i I've had a long history with jealousy and struggling with that. It really started with my, like, oh my gosh, even probably fifth grade. I can think of like, I remember I wrote a note for a boy that I liked in class and I gave him the note and it told him that I liked him. And I asked if he liked me in the note. And then he told me on the playground that he didn't like me and he liked my best friend instead and that was like the beginning of all of my insecurity around being jealous of my other my partner and that pattern played out a lot for me growing up um when i was in middle school i had another guy that liked my friend that i liked and he ended up dating me because she didn't like him so i was like the second pick and then in high school, I dated this guy for three years who was extremely controlling and he was very jealous. And then he would also um, do things that would <clears throat> trigger me and really make me feel very insecure and jealous. And I created a lot of stories about how I wasn't good enough. And just, yeah, this this pattern, this trend for me of jealousy showed up my entire life. Wait, what what did he do that this last boyfriend in high school that to you you said he's he was really jealous. Mm-hmm. I would like to like 
Yeah. So he get a, a definition so he, on that. He graduated from high school, and I was a junior in high school, and he was a freshman in college, and he would have me send him photos of what I was wearing to school to make sure that I wasn't wearing anything inappropriate. So that's one example. Mm. Um, he had like a screaming match with me in the car over like me having friends that were guys. He didn't want me to play basketball because the guys would practice at the same time that the girls would. So yeah, those are some examples. Nice. I uh, I've had experiences like you know when I was younger that I I, I knew I know I felt a little jealous when I was a kid mm-hmm. younger but you know as I as I've gotten older I've, I've created this like sense of safety for myself too and mm-hmm. I think that's something that you want to I know you want to bring up here um, and talk about for yourself as well but I I think um, I just didn't really like. I just never really had an issue with like uh, my my girlfriend, like being around other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all feel like there's somebody out there that like is better than us. Mm-hmm. I always definitely felt like, you know, there was other people that were like a lot more fun, a lot cooler than I was, and that was there. But I don't know if I really felt jealousy more so like like for them. I definitely admire these people, and a part of me, yes, wanted to have like a little bit of more of what they had. Um, but you know, I also don't feel like I, I commit, I had a lot of relationships growing up as a kid. Like I had real, you know, friend, uh, girlfriends and yeah, I just, I just felt like they were, they were good to me that they were, they were committed to me and I was committed to them and, you know, they had guy friends. I had girlfriends. Like we all just, I grew up in South America. Like everyone was just kind of cool and. I just didn't have, I never really got into drama. Like I never, didn't invite too much drama in my life. If it was, if it was there, I just like, I don't think I really like let it be there. Cause mm-hmm. it was just, I was just bothered by it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like people um, that created like negative space around me. And, and I just pushed it away a little bit. Yeah. And so jealousy was kind of like, like that too. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't invite people that would have that kind of like energy that would just bring me down and what mm-hmm. I was doing and like mm-hmm. who I was with and all that like because everyone around me was just a nice cool fun people so yeah. there's no reason to have any jealousy and anything um yeah so yeah so I want to talk about just how because now I definitely don't feel that feeling often like there every once in a while I'll feel like a little bit jealous but it's definitely nowhere to the extent that it was where it would just like consume me it would like be this thought spiral where I would get into this state of like oh my gosh like why is he talking to her he likes her more than me she has this and that more than me she's prettier than me she's more fun than me he's gonna leave me for her I'm gonna be alone I'm not good enough it was just this spiral of thoughts that would just like loop around in my head I could like doom loop in my head for hours and like, I, I think there are two things that got me out of that. Um, and it really, <clears throat> one of them is just self-acceptance, like not, like seeing how freaking awesome I am and not worrying about comparing myself to other people because everyone else is just different. And the more that I get to be fully myself, the more that no one else is like me. And so there's like this amazing self-confidence and self-acceptance that comes um, from knowing yourself more. And then the other thing is just not being as concerned with what my partner was doing. 
like I just stopped kind of taking things personally. Like whatever you're doing over there is your shit and it doesn't have anything to do with me. And so those two things of like loving myself, being fully myself, and then also not caring as much what my partner does um, and not letting it affect me as much. Like, you know, I'm good. Those two things really create a lot of safety for me. And when you, um, when you talk about like not taking personal and also saying like, I'm good, you're good on your side. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that's tense in, in our relationship a lot. Like, mm -hmm. the, like I'm good. And I, I think that's, that's something that I've been generating in my life for, for a long time. And, you know, pretty proud of the fact that like, I guess some part of why I haven't really fully really got gotten too jealous because I've always felt like there was, even though there could be loss, there was just always, it was just going to be okay. Yeah. If, if there was loss of a friendship, loss mm -hmm. of a um, relationship, you know, something that was there that I really enjoyed, well, you know, there was... Yeah, like it sucks really bad, and um, you know, I, I knew I would get through it, and mm -hmm. so um, trust I would trust that. Yeah, I would trust that it was just gonna be okay. I just, mm -hmm. I just had this like underlying mm -hmm. feeling that like I would be fine. Yeah, maybe through, maybe that was generated as, as a kid. Like mom is super supportive, mom, dad is supportive, mm -hmm. so. I just always, I've always felt like there was a, a good support system around me and I felt really good with life in general, like moving mm -hmm. forward, like, okay, if something happens, like it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like whatever happens, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I have this mantra that I use a lot. If I feel like something happens and I don't like it, I, I always like say to myself, okay, it's this or something better. Like life is always creating space for new opportunity. And so if something is not the way that you like it it's because things are being rearranged for you in a way that's going to be even better than before like you can think back to any hardship that you've had in your life and while you're going through it it might feel really difficult and you might be like what the fuck's going on why is this happening but afterwards you can always look back and see a lesson that you learned or see why that had to happen so you could get to where you are now like it's always rearranging for you to grow and learn and be in a better position. You were saying earlier this week or sometime last week that you're reading a book that was telling you that, um, you know, when you're in the, you know, in like the big uh, tumultuous, like heartbreaking experience of life, like mm -hmm. you don't really know that that's going to be the big growth experience. You cannot, you can't see it. You can't see you can't it, see but like purpose. at this at this time though, like I think by now, I, I you know, like I know that that's there. Yeah, like, you're looking for it. At thirty three, like at thirty three, and where I feel I've come from, you know, different places and done different things in my life. I I, I feel like that's that's there. That's yeah. a little bit simpler to get to, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. to generate that to look at like, oh man, this experience is gonna be like. It's it's really hard. I don't know. Somewhere in my life, as growing up, I learned that through like the difficult stuff is going to bring you some really good stuff. So totally. I'm like, I'm in the I'm in the difficult stuff right now. Sometime through that, I'm going to remind myself it's going to come to me like, oh, that's okay. Like mm -hmm. that's actually I feel like that's how I get through it, yeah. knowing that like 
it's going to be fine. Like something's yeah. coming out of this. Like, because yeah. I've, I've gone through it yeah. over and over and over. I mean, yeah. I've had so many experiences in my life that I'm falling down. I feel like I'm the king of falling down and getting back up. You know, yeah. like all, all through my life, I failed two, diff- two different years in school before 10th grade. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for a kid. And I just knew it was going to be okay. Like, well, something good comes out of this. What, yeah. what is it? It's just yeah. like better learning or, you know, so. Well, if you read one of my favorite <clears throat> books is Victor Frankl's A Man's Search for Meaning. He was in the concentration camps uh, and wrote about his experience. And the thing that got him through was purpose, creating purpose out of your suffering. Otherwise, it's just suffering for suffering's sake. So anytime that you're in some psychologically difficult situation, find purpose in that. That will be the thing that gets you through is creating your own purpose out of whatever you're going through. We're getting a little off track though. <laughs> oh, that's totally okay. I like this. I think it's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other day I read uh, our friend Mike's, he's been posting a lot more on social media. <laughs> it's nice. Good job, Mike. Maybe you'll listen to this. And um, he's talking about that. He's talking about like pain with a purpose. Yeah. You know, he's talking about his wife being married, uh, pregnant, and uh yeah pain with a purpose totally makes sense yeah i think if we if we can just keep that front and center we Mm -hmm. can go through the pains of life without having that like oh my gosh and i think jealousy could be like that a little bit yeah it can bring a little it it can bring some pain yeah but it has some sort of purpose it's showing you something what is your insecurities yeah so it's going to show you like you're insecure about something in the relationship Mm -hmm. like look into that ask yourself why am i jealous right now Mm-hmm. And what what is this trying to tell me? What am I afraid of? Yeah, what, what am, am I avoiding? What are you not looking at that you want to look? Saying? Yeah, you're not. Maybe you're not saying something to yeah. your partner. Maybe there's something there for you. Maybe you're you're actually jealous for a good reason, mm-hmm. and you haven't spoken about it. Yeah. Maybe he is being shady, and you haven't said anything <laughs> either. So then, of course, you're gonna get more jealous if you don't say anything. Well, yeah. Annie always says that. Annie is our relationship coach. She always says that, like, in any situation where a woman's feeling insecure or jealous or a man's feeling insecure and jealous there's something that their partner's doing that makes them feel unsafe so if you can express that to your partner when you're feeling unsafe hey like this is what's going on this is what i'm observing this is what i'm feeling i'm feeling really insecure i'm feeling really jealous um can we just talk through this that's an opportunity for a breakthrough with your partner um in honesty and transparency and expressing yourself but most of the time the expressing jealousy to partners makes the partner feel so wrong because well because there's no way to communicate well and there's no way to communicate that to a partner there is ways take that back but most of us don't know the way to communicate to a partner here's what i'm feeling yeah and here is like what i would like to say about it Mm -hmm. and here is how you're not responsible for it Mm -hmm. but like when you're doing x y and z i get a feeling i think of of something i create a story like there's so many different ways to talk about it but we don't have that vocabulary like a lot of people don't have that i'll give some examples also before you go to talk to your partner about this when you feel jealous the most important thing to do first is to create safety within yourself. It's an opportunity for you to take some breaths, for you to spend some time by yourself, for you to check in. It's not your partner's job to make you feel good. It's not your partner's job to make you feel safe. 
first and foremost. It is your job. Or his job to make you jealous either, by the way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when you have a feeling, it's an opportunity for you to check in with yourself and give yourself some love and some parenting and really take some breaths and create a sense of safety and a sense of peace in your body first. After you do that. You just said, give yourself yourself some love, give yourself some parenting. Yes. What do you mean by that? Well, when we're kids, our parents are really just older kids. They don't really know the best way to give someone love. They don't have a manual for like how to, how to raise you. They're doing the best they can, but they're inevitably going to do things that make you feel unloved. And in the moment when you're a little kid, you decide, oh, mom and dad don't love me as much as I expected that they do. And that is, well, that's, and that can be to any degree. That could be something really small. Like you're suddenly like in the room playing by yourself, mom and dad's gone. And you just say to yourself, oh my gosh, they don't love me because I'm alone. Or it could be something all the way, escalating all the way up to like actual child abuse or neglect or anything or trauma or anything like that. So that's on a spectrum. All of it is the same to a child. So whether you experienced extreme trauma or a very, very small trauma, it is all the same to our little kid brain. And when we grow up, we are looking for our partner to take care of us in the ways that mom and dad didn't. We're looking to fill that love hole that was left. Love hole. Fill the love hole. That's fucking weird. We're looking. Hey guys, we're with your partner. You need to make sure they feel your love hole. <laughs> well, anyway, they're, you're looking to fill this void that was left when. Stop. Love hole. <laughs> you're looking to fill the void. You're looking to, to your partner to fill this void that your parents didn't live up to. And it's not your partner's job to do that. You're looking for someone to do that, but the person that has the responsibility to do that is you. So when you notice, you have a feeling, you want your partner to make you feel better, you want them to solve your problem, you want them to comfort you or make you feel safe, especially around jealousy, that's an opportunity for you to swoop in and rescue yourself. Give yourself the love and support and the words and the nurturing that would be most supportive in that moment. And you're healing wounds for yourself in that moment. Right. It's like um, emotional intelligence and emotional responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like you're fully responsible for all your feelings and how you take care of them. And no person is in charge of them at all. Mm -hmm. And no one is really going to really make you feel better. Words, somebody else's words can create some safety but it's the way it's because of what you think of worth of their words too mm-hmm. it's important to keep that in mind like oh but my partner says really great things that make me feel good yeah that is still our responsibility if you didn't view what your partner is saying as safety mm-hmm. for yourself then that wouldn't mean anything to totally. you so it's still perception i had a really interesting realization like a couple months ago Bring it. That I realized that the reason why some people's praise feels so good to me is because I really admire that person. I really look up to that person. They're like a mentor to me and I just super respect them. So like 
I have a few people in my life who I really, really respect and look up to. And when they praise me, it feels so good. It's like the best feeling. And then I was like, well, why don't my own affirmations feel that good? I'm like, oh, because I don't hold myself in as high esteem as these other people that I look up to. So the switch for me was like, if I get to experience myself and see myself as a person that I look up to, then all the affirmations in the world work. My own self-praise works. My own admiration for myself works because I view myself as an equal to those people that I look up to. Damn, that takes a lot though because a lot of the times we wake up and from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed, we don't really love all of what's in here. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. You wake up and you're like, oh, I'm tired. I stayed up too late. And that's the first, literally the first thing you say to yourself, I stayed up too late. And I'm bad because of that. Mm. Boom, done. Already like you just brought yourself down. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, I'm running late behind to go to work. And, you know, I am always do this. Like, boom, next time that you just brought yourself down. So it's very. I didn't say it was going to be easy. (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying it takes a lot of awareness and like practice uh, practice, uh, a daily practice of just like. Moment to moment practice. Literally moment to moment, second to second. and. Uh, yeah, I always go back to meditation, like how good it it allows us to not react over all these like initial happenings of life. You know, like I woke up a little later. Okay, that's okay. Nothing wrong. I'm not. I'm not a bad person because of it. Yeah. I just spent just an extra hour. So. <laughs> it's just what happened. And that's it. Um, I want to just circle back and give the examples of like <laughs> once you create safety in yourself, how do you approach your partner about expressing jealousy? So what that could look like in a real world example would be like, okay, say Vladdy goes and like flirts with some girl at the bar because he likes women and that's just, you know, whatever. That's who I am. <laughs> and that's who he is. And I'm perceiving it as flirting, but he's just over there like being friendly and talking. That's just who he is. And so we get home and I felt insecure at the bar. I felt sad. It made me like retract into myself and didn't want to talk to anyone. And I'm a dick. And, and then I, in my head, Vladdy's an asshole. Because he's like doing this right in front of me, right? So we get home. There's an opportunity for me in that moment to express myself to him. But first, again, like take some deep breaths, come into a place where I'm not so angry anymore. And I've like accepted responsibility for my feelings. Like I'm creating this. I feel this way. And then uh, what it would look like to express that to him would be something like, hey, babe, is it okay if I share something with you that is really hard for me to share? And then you'd be like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. What's up? So when we were at the bar, I noticed that you were talking to that blonde girl in the very high-waisted skirt and... (laughs) (laughs) And... Um, when I noticed that I felt my palms get really sweaty and my stomach got all clenched up and I felt like I wanted to cry. And I was noticing that the story that I created in that moment was that you thought she was prettier than me and that you enjoyed talking to her more than me and and you thought she was more fun. And I felt very sad and I felt, uh, left out and a little bit angry and really insecure and, I created a story that you're an asshole, mm. and got it. Well, and that's what was present for me. Thanks for letting me know, and uh, yeah, that must have taken a lot to say. Yeah, and I would like to make a request, if that's okay. Yeah, what is it? 
uh, could you just give me some love and reassurance and just let me know that I'm the prettiest and that you love me the most in the whole world? Yeah, you're the prettiest and I love you the mostest. Thank you. And I love talking to you all the yeah. time. That's where you get all my time. <laughs> Boom. This girl just got like 10 minutes of my time. Yeah. She had bad breath too. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so usually that's how it works that's an example that, that's of that's actually a real life example too how to speak it out with um not without blaming your partner with taking responsibility for your feelings describing body sensations describing also the actual emotions that came up describing the story that i was creating um and then i made a request i asked for what i really wanted and needed in that moment was to feel loved and appreciated and you have the ability to request that from your partner at any time. And they want you to feel amazing. They want yeah. you to feel loved. Yes. Ask for reassurance. I cannot say it enough. Um, it is the easiest way for you to feel or, yeah, to feel safe, mm -hmm. be reassured. I yeah. literally just had a, a, a call with a person today who wanted to be reassured like wanted her the person she is dating long distance to reassure her of what's going on and I and I let her know. I was like, I you can ask for this. You mm -hmm. can let this person know. You can also take the the leap as well and reassure mm -hmm. this other person as well yeah. on the other side and then maybe they will reassure you as well too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can show them how it's done. Yeah. So if you're feeling really afraid to talk to your partner about something like this or you're not really ready to really express something like that. Um, I would encourage you to like take out a pen and paper and just write down like what would I love to hear from my partner? Like what would I want them to say that would make me feel so safe? What would be the magic words that I would need to hear that would be reassuring for me, that would create safety for me? And if you don't want to share those with your partner, go and say them in the mirror to yourself. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was great. Yeah. We're like 26 minutes in. This is our second longest episode <laughs> you ready to wrap it up guess we like we like this jealousy i mean there's part. a lot to say on this i mean yeah. i could even go into more stuff but i think we should save um well some... I, got, I got something else to finish here i okay. think um, um just just I, I wrote it down on, on my notes here so I, I would like to say it i think it, it's it's um important i guess and so i was just talking about jealousy a little bit before you know we started this and something that came up is like we, we feel worse, you know, when we're jealous because we're like overthinking. We're like in our heads about it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think a good, you know, like you could be home and your partner's out and about and they could be, you know, doing whatever and you're feeling jealous, but you got no control of it. Like you can't, you can't call them, can't text them. Like, you know, they're out doing whatever they're doing and not looking to interrupt, but you're still feeling some sort of, you know, Funky. You know, funky yeah like you're home and you're just like wondering well you know i think obviously like take some big breaths like get really present to yourself and focus on like what you have to do for yourself like the, 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 there's a whole life that you have to take care of mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with that other person yeah like take care of it mm -hmm. you know that like if you're if you're over like over here thinking about the other person that's far far away mm -hmm. or sitting you know on the couch whatever checking instagram on their phone and you're like over here jealous like get back to yourself and mm -hmm. focus on what you have to do for mm -hmm. you because well they're obviously focusing on them yeah so you know it's this thing i actually i have like a name for that 
when you're like over there creating all these worst case scenarios when your partner's gone. Yeah. It's called nightmaring. Instead of like daydreaming, you're like nightmaring. Yeah, you're like creating little nightmares in your so head terrible. about what what whoever's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So just... check in with yourself. Are you nightmaring or are you daydreaming? If you're yeah. nightmaring, <laughs> like fuck, stop that shit. Yeah, like catch yourself. Literally say, okay, I'm gonna stop right now and I'm gonna actually get busy with life. Yes. My life that I have to take care of right now. Is Present. that important? Right now. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we can end there. Yeah. Got some good nice. strategies. Good, very good. Do we have a challenge for this week? Mm, yeah. I would say notice, like, the last time you felt really jealous, notice in that what made you feel jealous, what was the scenario, what was the moment, what was the nightmare like, what did it feel like in your body, so that when you have it come up again, I want there to be, like, a trigger. I want you to notice it because you feel the same sensation in your body. So I just check in on, like, what was the last time you felt it? And take note, just like note it down in your head so that when it comes up again, you can catch it a little bit quicker. Right. And it doesn't spiral. And then you all of a sudden go to your partner and, you know, say a bunch of mean stuff that you don't want to say because yeah. you're, you know, jealous and have no idea that you're jealous. Mm -hmm. You're taken over by the jealousy monster. Yeah. Jealousy monster. Nightmare. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. This was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. It's great, guys. You guys have a great night. Great day. It's 8.36 p.m. here in Austin, Texas. All right, I love you. Monday night. Have an amazing time. Cool.